Welcome back to the Change Podcast. I'm Brent Stone, and I am so excited today. I have got a good friend of mine, Tyler Cerny here from Florida. He is a dynamic individual. I was actually in in my devotional this morning. I was I was thinking about our our, our podcast today, Tyler, and I was just like. I just got this word, like this prophetic word, and it was just problem solver. And what's really interesting is that the first time I met Tyler was at a Christian men's entrepreneurial retreat weekend. We didn't know each other before this, and the guys came in from all over the country for this. And there was only like 12, 13 of us. And I got the opportunity to get to know Tyler. And he is such a problem solver the way that he just goes about stuff. Um, he's been gifted at, at solving problems for, for businesses and all kinds of stuff, but I, I don't know how much he's going to talk about that today, but so excited that you're here with us. Thank you for taking the time to be on here. And I, I can't wait to be able to have people hear your, your changed story. So with that, why don't you go, take it away, man? Let's, let's hear about the, the encounter that left you changed and then we'll, we'll go from there. Sure, absolutely. I appreciate. I'm very grateful to be here, Brent. And then we'll we'll open up in prayers for even the listeners too. Yes. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this amazing opportunity with my brother Brent here, and every single person listening to this podcast. Lord, allow the Holy Spirit to touch their heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to move on through the conversations. Give us the words to say, yeah. and allow us to uh, impact the people that we're called to impact today, and everyone else that's uh, planning to hear this episode. Lord, so in your name yes. we pray and play. Amen. But yeah, Amen. man, Brent, yeah, it's, it, I think we've known each other about for about three or four years now. And th that event, yeah. I, I was asked to be like the keynote speaker and, at, and, and speak at that event specifically on business for Christian entrepreneurs. But just to give people some background on my my walk with Jesus, like I've been very fortunate enough to be exposed to Christ at a very young age. Right. And so um, went to. Uh, a Lutheran school. So that was the kind of the, the denomination I was exposed to. So think of the wooden pews, the the Catholic. It was very like an older preacher. It was very like monotone. And just like my family actually brought me to church because if we went to church so many times throughout the year, we would get money off our tuition. So my mom was like, oh, you're coming to church, you know, because if we don't do that. We're not getting money off. And, you know, I came from humble beginnings in Cleveland, Ohio, but I was around the church. I was around the, the word of Christ and I got confirmed in eighth grade. What also, you know, was exposed to Christ throughout high school. And I was pretty straight edge with it. You know, I was really um, trying to do the right things in everything that I did. And then um, I was one of those Christians that was lukewarm. Right. I wasn't reading the sure. Bible every day. I really didn't really I really didn't understand the Bible beyond that. I, it was kind of like, oh, this is good. Um, I know Jesus loves me. I want to go to heaven. This is awesome. It was more like, hey, like what's in it for me type of thing. And yeah, it's pretty much like that. And if, if there was any lifestyle decisions where it was between me and Christ, it was like, you know what? At a very young age, I like to party. So I was living in the world and I was doing things on my own accord, right? And then obviously, as a lot of people find out, our way is not better than the Lord's way, right? And so it just gets to a point, man, where you're like, you, you, you get fed up with what the world has to offer. You think the world it can give you the things that you you, you secretly desire and the, your heart desires. But when you really go down that path to experience it yourself, you realize that there's got to be a better way. And that better way is Jesus. And so it wasn't until college that 
I really gave my life up to Christ in the, in, in the sense that I fully surrendered to Christ. And I remember it was uh, it was like St. Patrick's Day, actually, in uh, 2014. And I just remember having an encounter of just like, you know, like we were, we were out partying and stuff. We came back and I just remember having a conversation with the Lord. It was a very supernatural conversation. And I'm in front of the, this mirror and I'm having a conversation with the Lord. And it's just me, myself and him like in this room alone. And I just remember bawling and I'm like, I'm crying. I'm a college student. I'm like 21 years old. About you know, I was actually 18, 19 years old, about 20 years old. I'm crying in front of a mirror. And like, I'm the only one in, in this room. And I'm like, okay, there has to be a Lord here. And like, the, I, I'm not doing things the way that the Lord has designed me to. And since then, you know, I really fully surrendered my life to Christ. And obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a battle and struggle every single day, right? You know, there, there's temptations with business opportunities that, are, that aren't from the Lord. Um, and there, there, there's temptation all around me all the time. And so, you know, when people say they gave their life up to Christ, I always like to tell people that it doesn't not take away from the hardship, doesn't take away from the temptation, the obstacles that come your way. Because again, we're all flawed human beings. And it's not like, oh, since that day, I've lived this perfect life since then, right? Because, sure. you know, but since then, I really started to read the word of Christ. And, and so now I'm, I've gone through the word of Christ like four times. I get on the Bible app. I do the, the Bible in a year. And again, I'm not, some days I miss, right? Obviously I want to read every single day, but that moment on, I was like, you know what? I really want to make a conscious effort to get to know the get to know the Lord beyond just church on Sunday. Right. And through that, it's really just changed my life in the sense that every aspect of my life, it's now how can I incorporate the Lord into what I'm doing? And this has been like now close to a six or seven year journey now of like, and again, it hasn't happened overnight. It's definitely been a progress and a process, but it's now like, I used to always pray, Lord, bless this. You know, I'm doing this, Lord, bless it. And if I didn't receive the blessing, I'll get frustrated. But then now my perspective has shifted within this last year and a half or so. It's like, Lord, don't bless what I'm doing. What are you doing around me? And allow me to just be a part of it, right? Like, Lord, yeah. I'm nothing compared That's to good. you. And, you know, I, I don't want to do, th I don't want to do my things. I want to do your things. What are you doing in my life or in my community or around me where I can add value to, or I can add a skill set to, or I can just be a small part of it? Because again, it's all designed to glorify him. And, yeah, man, we can unpack certain questions or anything throughout that process because it, it is a journey. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's really focusing on what is the Lord doing and how can I be a part of it and and just kind of accelerate the mission that he has for his people in this time and, and, and age right now. You know, it's really interesting. <clears throat> I do want to, you know, I, this is so good because I know a little bit of your story. And you've worked when you, we, I want you to go talk about temptations, right? So you, you, you had your encounter pretty young age, like 18, 19, 20. Like this isn't like, yeah, I mean, it's young. It's not old, right? I know that you got into working with some pretty high profile people when you were in your early twenties. Sure. So you were surrounded by temptation. Um, I know you, I know the kind of income you're generating and all the opportunity that that affords you at that age. and 
how, how did you navigate some of that? Because I know like some of the people that, you know, if we were to name names, people watching this would, would know who they are. And sure. then, and then, I mean, like a lot of the people you worked with. So right. what, what did that do? Like what kind of obstacles, um, you don't have to get specific, but like what, yeah, I mean, how did you handle yeah, I, stuff? I, I and people. So when I, when I got married two and a half years ago, that was a really big shift in my life as well. And before I got I was going to come back around to that too, because this is a great story too. Yeah, yeah. So, so I gave my life up to Christ. Those and and I did. I was I was good. I was good for a couple of years, and then there was also a period of time after that, well, where I kind of went off, quote unquote, the rails, and kind of just went back to my we old stumble. life. We like stumble. Yeah. Process right, and when I first met my wife, and she she's done so much for me. Because another thing was prayer. She really prayed for me and things like that, but. Before I got married, so again, this was after I quote unquote been saved because usually when people give their life up to Christ, that's when you're going to experience a lot of spiritual warfare. So if you aren't familiar with that, which again, I spiritual warfare, if you told me at that point, I'm like, what are you talking about? I really don't see that. Like the church I was at was just like, hey, you come, you go. There wasn't no Holy Spirit led, you know, church gatherings, people being, you know, delivered from anything. Right. And so. I really didn't know what I was getting into. I really didn't know what that meant because a lot of people would be like, just surrender to Christ. And it's like, okay, like if I surrender to Christ, I actually start to get lazy because it's like, okay, Lord, go do it. And it's like, that's not how you live life either. But you know, I had five addictions. I was addicted to nicotine, caffeine, alcohol, drugs, and women. Those were five addictions that I had before I got married. And again, this was after I gave my life to Christ, but I still had all these things that these habits prior to that, right? So I made sure. up the decision in my heart. I made up the decision in my my mind, but I wasn't reaping those behavioral changes right away, right? Because those are things that take time to really shift your heart, shift your heart, mind, your soul and stuff like that. And so those were really the five things that I struggled with in the sense of uh, I, I – you know, in the sense of living the worldly desires of this earth. And so it was really the flesh of really just like dopamine hits, right, of, of nicotine. I don't know if you know this, but nicotine is actually one of the highest um, substances that produces the most dopamine behind like ca uh, cocaine and meth, right? So it's like cocaine wow. and meth. And like I didn't know that. Third or fourth one. So that's why cigarettes and a lot of the tobacco and all these like these jewels that kids are using now – it is so addictive because it releases so much dopamine. So then your body will now have physical withdrawals. If you've used it for a time and then you just decide, you know what, I'm not going to use it. Your body will have physical withdrawals from it. And so, you know, and I forget your question of like, I think you were like, you know, what are some of the things that I struggle with or, you know, what are the things well, that yeah, I just like, how did you, how, like, like what was your conversation with the Lord? Like, you know, as yeah, you're coming out of that and then also meeting your wife, like, right, cause right. I know that she prayed for you and, the, sure. and then there were some things that transitioned there very quickly right. and the very Lord's hand was with the Lord's hand moved in your life. Sure. And, and, and that was the thing, like, I always wanted to get married. One of the things that yeah. I really struggled with was infidelity um, before getting married. And I, that was one thing I, I, I had a conversation with the Lord. I was like, Lord, I know it's in the Bible, but I don't understand it. Like, I really don't understand why that's not okay. Um, and obviously, you know, soul ties and there's a lot of issues with 
having infidelity before marriage. And now that I am aware of it, but I, I didn't really have those spiritual mentors to tell me the reasons why, because for me, like you could tell me to do something. That's one thing, but I need to understand why, if you told me why? like, hey, this yeah. is going to lead to more spiritual warfare. This is opening up the, the door for the enemy that I'm going to have emotional soul ties. I'm going to like, it, it's going to, if, if you told me specifically what it would lead to, I would, wouldn't go down that path, but I was like, you know what? My friends are doing it's so po popular. Um, I got out of a long-term relationship. I had all these um, like apps, you know, these dating apps on, on my phone, right? And so I remember talking to uh, Chris Borghese. I, I think you know Chris Borghese. Um, he's one of my spiritual mentors, and uh, and I asked him. I was like, Chris, I really want to get married. Like that's the goal. And I just remember yeah. him telling me, get closer to the Lord. And then I was like. Chris, no, I don't think you understand. I'm like, I'm swiping right, 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 right. Like, I got to find the right one. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, no, get close to the Lord. And I was like, Chris, I don't think you understand. Like, that's not how it works. I got to find this person. And really, like, that because that's where I was at in my walk. You know, I was just so, you know, I was naive. I was, I was really naive. But he was like, just get closer to the Lord. And this is when I was like, okay, Lord, again, getting to a place where it's like, I've done it my way. I've, and I, I remember living those that lifestyle, you know, people, quote unquote, saw me successful living this lifestyle. But I remember waking up feeling empty, just completely empty inside. And I was like, you know what? Th there's got to be more to life than this. And so yeah. that's when I went on this journey of like, okay, reaching out to people, opportunities started to rise. Again, the Holy Spirit had his hand over my life and has his hand over all of our lives because you know, he loves us all. And that's when we saw the event with JR. That's where we met at. Yeah. And that was a, a really great time where we spent some quiet time with the Lord. We journaled and it was like, who am I? You know, and, and the question that we kept asking ourselves was like, who am I? And we just were out in nature, beautiful area. And I'm like, I'm a son of Christ. Like, I, like the, the Lord has made me in his image. I'm the son of Christ. And so I need to step into that reality. And during that time, my wife, she was also at a Christian retreat for women. Um, we didn't know this, but we then had another event, which was EGC, which was the event that my friend and I, we kind of created and put on basically to teach people the things that college should have taught us. That was essentially the goal, right? Yeah. And was that you didn't, money, funding, uh, business credit, travel hacking, uh, marketing, yeah. sales. All these different things of how to grow and scale businesses online, stuff like that. And we also prayed again. I, I didn't want to incorporate the Lord into it, but it, I wasn't fully incorporating the Lord into everything. But again, I'm I'm slowly I'm like a toddler at this stage in the, my Christianity walk. You know, I thought I was so farther along than I, I really was. And at yeah. that point, my wife, she just like she was just or the, the my wife, she was wasn't my wife at the time, but I met her on Friday and I just remember she just was praying for like me. She was praying for the people around her. She was so in tune with the Holy Spirit that I'd never seen that before. You know, like uh, it was just a breath of fresh air. And, you know, what attracted me to her was the Holy Spirit and was the Lord and, and vice versa. Like the Lord, she saw the Holy Spirit and the Lord in me, you know, when I'm in the right environments. And uh, that was another thing when I was not in the right environments. I would succumb to these behavioral changes, right? But if I'm like, I'm, I'm the guy that's like, I tell my wife, it's like, keep the Oreos, Oreos out of the house because if they're there, I'm going to like eat them all. You know what I mean? But if they're not there, I'm not thinking about them, you know? And so that's kind of my, my personality of just 
not be in that situation. Not, I don't want to challenge my willpower to say no. I just don't even want to put myself in that situation. And again, that's and it takes time to come to those realizations as you go on with life and stuff. But yeah, at that point, my wife, I, I met her on Friday. We got married on Monday. And really cool story because it happened that way. So crazy. It happened that way. So when I tell people it's an opportunity to give glory to the Lord, because yeah. if, if you eliminate the Lord out of that story, then it's like Tyler's irrational. Um, he doesn't make uh, educated decisions. He's just marrying, you know, or were they drunk? Were they partying? You know, we were completely sober. Like it does not make sense logically. And that's how the Lord works. Like when the Lord gives you a prophetic word or gives you direction in your life, you know what? It's not going to make sense. Jesus got persecuted for his actions. People thought, you know, I was watching The Chosen and uh, they were like, these people would get angry with him because he was calling himself the Messiah, right? It's like, who are you? This is blasphemy. This is, you know, calling yourself the, the son of Christ. Like, who are you? So you will get persecuted. People will think of you differently when you do step into what the Lord call, calls you in your life. And that's exactly what happened. When I got married, I lost a lot of friends, but I mean, the story though is like, you know, I met my wife on Friday. I had multiple people come up to me like, hey, how long have you guys been together? Like, and I'm like, no, I just met this woman. I was keeping it very professional. She's, she's worked with a lot of great people too. And like, uh, we actually connected because she worked on, uh, on my favorite show, Entourage. I'm not sure if you ever saw that show. She worked on that show. And then through that, um, this guy came up to her, was confessing his love for her and was like, hey, you know, you're the woman of my dreams. I, I, I want to marry. Like, are you single? And then she's like, no, I'm with Tyler. And I heard that. I'm like, okay. Like, she, again, we're just friends, you know. And, but she, she's, this guy over here, actually. Right. So she, but she's, she's being friendly about it and nice sure. about it. But she's, she's also giving me signals, you know. And, I, and again, like, okay. And I remember getting ready for my last talk and then, you know, getting pumped up and, and kind of doing some jumping jacks, just getting my mind right. And, the, and I hear a voice propose to Jenny in front of the whole audience. And I'm like, I take a step back and I'm like, you know what? This is crazy. I don't know this woman and I don't have a ring. So I'm, no, I'm not going to do that. Meanwhile, she gets the same impulse of like, wouldn't it be nice if Tyler proposed to you in front of everyone? Again, we didn't know this until after the fact. And so just gave my talk. And then we had to drop some stuff off of the hotel. So then I get an Uber and, you know, she was wearing all this all white dress. And people would ask her as we were going to this event, like, where are you guys going? And she was joking. She's like, oh, we're going to a wedding. You know, she was just joking. And as we're about to get this Uber, this guy's like circling around about us for like 10, 15 minutes. Like he's just not at the location, even though it's like clearly stated on the Uber or whatever. And so I was going to cancel this guy. I've had some sketchy Uber drivers before. Right. But this guy picked this up and leading up to that. Right. My wife, uh, I, I asked her, I was like, are you serious? Because at this point, too, we're kind of joking. They're like, oh, Tyler and Jenny are going to get married. And like, it was just kind of a joke. And we were like, people were kind of asking us at this point. We're just like, yeah, we're going to get married. Is it like a joke? And then I, I told her, I was like, hey, are you are you are you serious about this? Like, because if you are, I'm down. I'm in. You know what I mean? She was 99% of the way in. And, I, and I, I told her this because this is something that's super important for anyone listening to this that is single, that is wanting to get married or in a relationship. Marriage is to life. Well, 
I thought it was to life. She said it's for eternity. So when you commit to marriage, it is for life. It is for eternity, right? And so if you do not feel that way about that other person, you should not go into that communion and, and partnership with that individual. And so I told her that like, Hey, people should pray. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. And, and I told her that I was like, and here and here from the yeah. Holy spirit. Cause like people have different perspectives on marriage too, right? Like what is marriage? Marriage is like, Oh, let's have fun. Let's maybe have some kids. And if it doesn't work out, we'll just, you know, get divorced. Like a, a lot of people in Hollywood, but it's like, no, like if we do this, this is for life. And if you don't feel that way, that's totally okay. That means we should not do it. Right. Yeah. She was about <clears throat> 90, she was 99 0.99% sure, but she, I could just tell she had a sliver of doubt. And again, I'm not going to like try to hard close her on this. I, like, I was like, <laughs> I want you to be a hundred percent in on this. And so she, yeah, she really wanted to, but again, she was also conscious before because she actually got proposed to like three or four times. Like she grew up in California. She had multiple, she had this one guy buy her this mansion. She had a house prepared for her. Like she, she had like a Persian prince that like proposed to her. So she's gone through the proposal process and she like declined it. Right. So, you know, for me, it's just kind of ironic because I didn't have any of that at the time. You know, like I didn't, I didn't have a ring at the time. And it was just like one of those things of like, this is really strange. The Lord is bringing us together. And it's like, the, the story keeps going, but she's then, she prays in the Uber. She's like, Lord, if this is from you, give me a sign. And I didn't know this, but she's praying to the Lord. And this guy, I'm talking to this Uber driver. He's, he's talking to me in the rear view mirror and I'm in the back seat. And he's just like, Tyler, I really like your energy. I really like you. Um, and this guy was a real estate investor uh, with, there's actually in Miami, they're re renovating Brickle and it's a huge real estate project. I think like, hundreds of millions of, of dollars. And he's one of the guys that's a part of it. I, and, and so he's like, I do Uber just to pick up guy, people in Miami to network and, and invest. So this guy's like legit, like real estate investor with big deals. And he actually met his wife in like, I think it was like a week or two. And he's been with her for over 25 years in Miami too. And so amazing. we get out of the car and He's like opening the door for Jenny and I, and he goes up to Jenny and uh, was like, you need to marry this guy. Like in very direct and like, <laughs> like my Uber job. That's when she was like, okay, like this is, this is for real. And then at this point we both knew we're like, okay, we're going to get married. Like, let's go. Now the Lord just starts having fun with us. So I get back to my hotel room. I get a call from the front desk saying like, Hey Tyler, there's a gift from, from Tyler to Jenny. And I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't order this. Well, one of the guys that was at the event when we were saying, hey, we're going to get married, like we were joking. He thought we were serious. So he ordered three dozen roses for us waiting for us in our room. And so that was there. Also, leading up, I, I didn't mention this, but leading up to the event, two weeks prior to the event, my, my wife, she gets a call from this girl. She's like, hey, come over. I have a package for you. She got a package with her friend's address on it, but there was no return address. It was just a random package. They open it up. There's an engagement ring and a wedding ring in there. And he was just like, hey, I don't know what this is, Jenny, but like I'm married and the Lord, like the Lord just called me to, to call you up and just like give you this. And she obviously like, like she, she like turned it down. She's like, I'm not getting married. I don't know any, like, I don't know anyone and stuff like that. And right. so uh, like, I don't plan on getting married either. And <laughs> 
that Christian conference that she went to too, like when we were going to JR's, someone gave her a prophetic word and was like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to meet your husband soon. She, they, and she, again, she was like, like, I'm not dating anyone. Like, like, again, like, I just don't see that happening where she was at in her career. And then after that, you know, I like, you know, proposed to her. We had like a, 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 we had like a suite all the way at the, like in this really nice hotel proposed to her and, and before I did that, actually, I called up Chris Borghese as a FaceTime and I said, hey, man, I just met this woman. We're planning to get married. Do you bless it? You know, because he's actually ordained, he's an ordained <laughs> minister and pastor to actually marry people. And again, he's really in tune with the Holy Spirit. He's like, you know, the same Holy Spirit that's within us is, is the same Holy Spirit that's within Jesus Christ who died on the cross. And like he's taught me a lot of cool things about Christianity. And we were in a Bible study together, too. And. I FaceTime and he like talks to her for like 10, five, 10 seconds. He's like, dude, I love her. Like he gives me like the thumbs up. He's all excited. He's like, do it, man. I I, I support it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And this point, I didn't tell any of my family at this point, which, you know, again, it was just like the Lord. It got to a point too, where we're like, okay, we're going to do this. I called Chris. He was the only guy I told. And then we, I proposed her. And as we're saying our vows, how we did it was we were praying to the Lord with the other person. And so I just remember she was praying to the Lord and I was there with that intimate conversation of her saying these things to the Lord that brought me closer to the Lord. And just through her intimate connection with the Lord, just through her ability of saying yes for what the Lord has called her to do in her life and for her being obedient in her life, she had a close relationship that brought me closer to the Lord. And for that, I was forever grateful. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is my wife and like, this is how it's going to be forever. And, you know, through that, it got to a point where it's like, if I did not marry this woman, I would be disobedient to the Lord. And I, again, I was at a point in my life where it's like, I have been disobedient. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I'm not going to miss this chance. And, you know, it was like a sign of respect and obedience to the Lord and to my wife. And yeah, man, it's been great. It's been two and a half years since. And one of the things I tell people too, is like, you should ask your, your, uh, your father-in-law for your, her daughter's hand in marriage. I didn't do that. Um, but it's crazy because the Lord's had favor over my life because he, uh, he would, my, my, my wife's father-in-law or my, my father-in-law, her father he he was a very outgoing person. He actually has a he had a stroke, so he he has minimal. Um, he he can say only certain words, and so sure. I just remember <clears throat> getting on a call with the, her, her mom and her dad, and it was like um, he he loved me because within a weekend he knew that I wanted to marry her daughter because she was in a long term relationship. This guy was like waiting a long time, never you know he eventually proposed, but it was later on, and like her parents actually didn't support it and stuff like that. And he just loved me for the fact that I knew I wanted to marry his daughter within three days. And the last thing I'll say to this too, of anyone that is looking to get married in Christ um, and, and get married to, uh, you know, and wants to start a family. I had my wife written out to, for like three or four pages in depth of exactly what I wanted. And yeah, through that, if I didn't know what I wanted, I could have, she could have just came into my life. I could have been like, Hey, nice to meet you. How are you? Great, great event. I'll see you next time. Right. And so I also knew what I wanted in a woman and I, I meditated on that. And again, there were certain values because 
the relationship I had before that, um, Christianity, the Lord wasn't the, the priority, right? And it was like, oh, sure. it's okay. You know, she's not a Christian. That's that's fine. But, you know, we'll work on that. But, you know, that's a slippery slope to playing. And, and in fact, I don't, I don't do anything that's not the Lord first anymore in business, in yeah. relationships, in life. Because if the Lord hasn't blessed it, then I don't want to be a part of it. But if yeah. the... If it doesn't make sense logically, but the Lord's blessed it, you know, I'm buckling in. I'm, 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 I'm there for the ride, you know, and that's exactly how it's been. And again, it's been such an amazing blessing. And since then, um, marriage in itself is just a game changer. And so one of the things as I transitioned, this is was really a game changer for me. And this is really good for guys that are, you know, struggling with pornography or infidelity. I never struggled with pornography. I always had like infidelity issues, you know, like I, I never had to do the virtual thing. But one of the things that I tell people, especially younger guys, is if you go to your Instagram explore page, and this is something my well, my wife really worked with me and she's transformed me. Any woman on my Instagram page, I don't, I don't, I don't follow or connect with because if it's a female yeah. outside of my marriage, then like, what exactly is this relationship in my life at all. And right today, sure. It, it's just an opportunity of us. It could be an opportunity to come in and, and take, you know, destroy something that the Lord has come, brought together. And so at that point, I don't follow any women. If any woman decides to follow me, I unfollow them. I block them respectfully. And it's just, I keep it that way because what happens is guys will go on their Instagram page and they open up their eye gate. Right. And, yeah. You know, 30, 30 minutes later, they now want to watch pornography. They want to do these certain things where it's like, again, you know, if those Oreo, if those Oreos are sitting in front of me, like the whole day, I'm going to eventually pick one up and eat one. Right. Well, what if I just eliminated the Oreos in my life? Same exact thing. And so that was yeah. a, a huge game changer of like eliminating the eye, the, like uh, the eye gate, making sure that the information I consume is, um, for me, it's sports and business motivational stuff. You look at my explore page, like so. People look at your explore page. That's going to tell you a lot about what that individual is looking at. And then also yeah. too, you know, the music. I was listening to like secular rap and you know hip hop, and that's kind of what I grew up on in Cleveland, Ohio, and like that's what the guys listen to. And again, it's you're filling your mind with a certain lifestyle that it I programs you emulate. You yeah. know. Yeah. But if you actually dissect some of those songs and the words and the cussing and the swearing, like it, it, it doesn't do you any good, right? Like is, yeah. is this bringing me closer to the Lord or further away from the Lord? And again, like it's a process, right? Like, you know, yeah. it's taken me six or seven years of, you know, making that commitment to, to get to this place. But, you know, again, there are some times where if I work out, I, I still want to listen to like some hip hop. So now I'm listening to some hip hop Christian rap, you know? And so it's yeah. like you, that yeah. you have that spirit fleshly battle every single day. And I, I just want that to be very, you know, want to make that very clear is that it's it's not like this thing that's easy, but once you understand and realize that, okay, the Lord's way and he's blessing this, it now gets to a point where it's like, I don't want to have the Lord take his favor from me, right? Now I'm starting yeah. to fear the Lord because if I choose to do things my way and choose to sin and operate in sin, now 
I'm operating out of the Lord's favor. And I don't want that in my life because I've been down that road of like me trying to do it myself of, you know, don't worry, Lord, I got this doing, doing, doing. And then it's like, it, it just crumbles. It's like whatever, whatever is man-made, then it will decay. And whatever the Lord has for us, like that's lasting, it's eternity, right? And so, yeah, man. So th that, those are kind of the things of the things I struggle with. Awesome. Me getting married, me transitioning, and now getting to yeah. a place where the Lord, I want to make him a forefront in ev everything that I possibly do, um, specifically in the workforce now too. So now it's like, you know, at this point, so like you mentioned before, I worked with a lot of personal development people. I came from the personal development world, which again, personal development, people have to be careful because it's what, what's personal development? How, what can I do to get better? Like what can, it's, it's like about me, like focus on me. Yeah. And there are a lot of positive char characteristics and traits about that where it's like if you're overweight like get get your butt up and go to the gym you know what i mean like there are certain sure. things motivational of like hey you need to do certain things absolutely but once yeah. it, it does get to a certain point once you once you have success where it's like well how did you get that success was that because of tyler and his efforts and works or is it because of the lord and right. if it's like, you know what, I did this myself and it's like, you know, the Lord wasn't there at the gym at 4 a.m. with me. I was putting the reps or, you know, he wasn't there when I was creating the business. That's a slippery slope to play in. And personal yeah. development, a lot of there, there's really no mention of Christianity in a lot of personal development books. Right. And again, is this bringing me closer or further away from the Lord? Because at the end yeah. of the day, if you look That's at so good. At like prophets back in the day, like, you know, I think Moses even had like a speech impediment and like had some issues too. And like, yeah, he was scared. He was when God called him from the bush, like he, he, he was like, no, don't send me. And right. then God's like, all right, send, take Aaron with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like the, the, it, one of my favorite fa famous quotes or one of my favorite like quotes that I like to say, it's like the Lord doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Right. And yes. So, that's good. That's if I really good. Favor, it's not about the, how many books or, you know, how good or how good the market is or how good this money making opportunity is. Does the Lord have favor? And is, does, is he telling me to do it? Because, you know, there's a lot of times, too, where I'm like, Lord, you want me to move in this industry where it's this isn't, quote unquote, a maybe a, um, like this industry is kind of on a downward trend. But if the Lord is telling you to move in that direction. You will have favor. And even if everyone else is kind of suffering, you will have success because you have the Lord's favor over your life. And that's a supernatural um, opportunities and things start to get attracted to you. So you start doing less work, have more opportunity, and you're more efficient and strategic with your time as well. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of cool things that we can talk about with that as well in terms of how to incorporate the Lord into the workforce and stuff like that. Because that's really where my main focus is now is how can I create organizations that in, that have the Lord as the forefront? And also, to how can I help organizations that are successful incorporate the Lord in what they do as well? Because that's that's really what I'm called to do and why I'm here on this earth is really expand the kingdom through the the business marketplace. So good. You know, one of the things I was talking with uh, one of my mentors with about here this just just a few days ago, 
And we had this conversation and I was asking him about like my to-do list and one of our businesses, we just launched a new software, all this stuff. And I'm like, just for this one project, I could fill every minute of every 24 hours for the next three weeks. <laughs> and he's like, that's, yes, you can. And, and this, and this gentleman, by the way, this particular mentor of mine, he, he, he mentors some of the top CEOs in the world, <laughs> so, sure. but, but what he also helps them do is really look at the essential priorities. What, what, like, if you can focus your effort and bring the most value through the fewest things possible, what are those things? And, sure. and, and so we we were talking about this and he's like, why don't you, why don't you talk to Jesus about what you need to do? Like, why don't you ask Jesus about your priorities and, sure. and, and you make a priorities list with him for your life and That's ask him, put time frames on it for today, for this, for, for, for this week, for this hour, you know, most people don't slow down, especially people in leadership. They don't slow down and consult the Lord because they don't have enough time. And I, and I, and I'm guilty. I'm so guilty of that. Oh, I can't, how do you want me to fit time in for prayer in the middle of, of, of the day? It's like, you know, we've got different things going on and it's like, you know, two small kids under three, you know, a couple businesses and all this stuff. It's like, no, no, no. He's the creator of the universe. Sure. Consult him because he created and gave you everything that you have. He'll teach you how to steward it properly. Anyway, <laughs> flip it back to you. But yes, I yeah, agree 100% with everything so you just said. Strategic, practical things that you can do as well to start. So eliminate the eye gate. Start listening to Christian music. Yeah. Again, feed, feed yourself with Christian stuff. Go to church. Like these, all these things, like for me, it takes a while for me to learn and understand things. I was always the guy that was, I was the last guy in the classroom taking the test because I was processing the information, making sure that I was writing my thoughts completely. And so it, for me, it took time. But again, I was like, if I just show up in the rooms and I'm surrounded by this information, it's going to eventually affect me subconsciously. And it's going to affect me and how I do think and you know how I act. And so fill my mind with stuff because what I put in is what I get out, right? Another thing too yeah. is like you do want to be around people that can hold you accountable, right? Being a part yeah. of a groups or others having spiritual mentors and, and leaders. And again, that's why the church is so great. Like you can just plug in and there's, again, there are some churches that are good, some are bad, but again, just get around people that you see the fruits in their life, right? And that's a really good test that I take is like, do I have peace with this relationship and number two or are they over flooding and overflowing with fruits in their life because if they're not if they have a struggling relationship they're struggling in business then they're not receiving the fruits of the labor so something is off right because the lord wants us to have success he wants us to have, be stepping in excellence he wants us to be overflowing and there's no there's no limit like we we as human beings we put limits on what the lord can do because that's how we process it but at the end of the day if we don't understand something let's not try to bring it down just to justify the meaning of what we think it means even though we just don't actually understand it because it's just at a higher level of consciousness, right? Yeah. But the Lord, it, there's multiple times throughout the scripture where it says, like, there's no limit to his love. There's no limit to the gifts. But again, we need to be walking in obedience and have faith in that walk, right? So salvation is like, hey, Lord, I believe you exist. I believe you died, rise, rose again from the dead. Like, that's eternal life. That's like no strings attached that's the by the mercy of god everyone can easily access that 
But now just have the fruits of our labor in the workplace, in our relationships, just our fitness. Now that's going to take work, right? Because we actually have to day by day, it's a process. And so eliminate the eye gate, music, get around spiritual mentors. Um, tithing is another thing. And again, a lot of yeah. people have different perspectives on this. Um, but like for me, like three years ago, I didn't tie that all. Like I maybe tie here and there, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, right? What a coincidence, right? The next year, start tithing religiously. Like, you know what? First 10%, I don't care what it is. If I make it, comes in. Most money I've ever given away in a year, most money I've ever made. And the most money I've ever kept in a year, right? So I actually, in revenue, I actually made less money that year. But I, I actually had bigger margins. And that's how the Lord works. It's like statistically and logically, it doesn't really make sense. But I, there was a uh, this guy, he did a keynote, and I, I love it. And, I, and I, I forget his name, but basically what he did was he had a pie. And he said, if I cut out 10% of it and give it to the Lord, and then he puts like whipped cream on the other 90%, he's like, I'd rather have 90% that was, that's been blessed by the Lord, right? Versus yeah you know, 90% or a hundred percent of something that hasn't been blessed by the Lord. Right. And so that's a, because where you're, where the money, where you put your money is where your heart is. Right. And so where the treasure is. And I, I get those switched up because there's people that are very specific with that sure. verse, but like, sure. It just shows your willingness. Cause that's what the Lord wants. He was like, he wants to work he wants with your heart. heart. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. And when you give money, you're now, detached from money because it's like, okay, 10% to this charitable cause or whatever you, 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 you put that in may not make sense when you have expenses, you got a family and certain things like that, but that's a, a level of faith. And there's a, I have a lot of spiritual mentors in my life that are living on the 50, 50. So they give away 50% of their income. They live off of the other 50%. Yeah. That's like awesome. Uh, uh, Rick Warren, he did like, 10% in every single year, he added 1%. So I'm at like yeah. 13% now. So it's like every year, 10%, just add an extra percent and then just consistently just stick with that, right? And again, it doesn't even have to be to the church. It could be, a, a, a you know, feed the homeless, you know, with Christmas coming up, give, you know, buy some gifts for some people um, that are in need so they can celebrate Christmas. Like, you know, when you see a homeless guy on the street, like you can give him some money. Like there's so many ways to give. But again, it's it's not how much you give. It's just the heart posture. And again, you'll start to see things change in your life financially for that. Yeah. And then the last thing is like spending time with the Lord. This has been an absolute yeah. game changer for me where, you know, like you said, where can I make time? You know, for me, I do it right, right when I get up. It's like I, I no breakfast, no Bible, no breakfast. That's that's kind of the saying I do. So it's like I can't eat unless I eat the word of Christ. You know what I mean? And so I get in yeah. the word of Christ. And even if it's just some days are a little bit busier than others, some days it's just like maybe a verse, maybe the, the daily Bible verse, but I have a, the daily Bible plan I like to go through. And then I sit down with my journal and there's a, an, also another really great app called the Blue Bible app that people can download. Um, it's a free app. You can basically click on the verse and then you can cross reference different verses. So like if, you know, like John 15 is like, I'm the true vine. My father is the like. It says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he uh, purgeth that it may bring forth more fruit. So like 
then the whole process of abiding, you know, we are the, he is the tree, we are the branches type of thing. Yeah. Like I can now cross reference and I can start writing out these verses. And this has been a really game changer for someone that's struggling to hear the word of Christ. Just write down different Bible verses. Let's say I type, you can like type in love. So every verse that says love in it, or let's say wealth, um, maybe you're struggling with anxiety, depression, fear, whatever it is, just type that in. It's going to give you all the verses that have that word in it. And now I can start writing out these verses. And yeah. as you're doing this, you're subconsciously having the word of Christ being embedded into your subconscious as I'm writing it down, right? So it's going to be imprinted on my soul. Now that instead of just reading it, I'm writing it out. I'm, memor I'm memorizing it through this process. What's going to happen is one of these verses are going to really hit you. Like you're going to be writing a verse, writing a verse, writing. And then it's like, oh, this one, this is the one that really connects with me. So then what you can do is click on the cross-reference, look at the other verses that are um, – cross-referencing this one and you do the same thing you do that three or four times and you can really start to hear the lord's voice you can really start to get clear on what the lord has called you to do today because once you get and operate in that place where um i'm obedient i'm stay, stepping away from sin i'm fully yeah. aligned with the, what the lord creator has done for me and now i'm consciously opening up and inviting him into my life and saying like lord what do you want me to do? Use me as a vehicle today. Boom. Like every single day is a blessing. Like every single day is, a, 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 is an adventure. I don't know where the Lord's going to take me. I don't, you know, we're on this podcast today. I know we were, you know, took a couple of weeks to schedule this out, but it's like the Lord's way is 10 times, infinitely times better than the life that we choose to live. And so that's right. That, that's just another practical thing that I started implementing in my life where people can start doing it and do it for like, I, I'm telling you, do it for like uh, even 10 days straight. I, and I would say even do it for three days straight or just literally just do it until you, until the Lord, like, you know, until, until your heart posture change, you know, there's going to be some verses in there that absolutely destroy and wreck you. And you're going to have a, you know, he's going to renew your heart. He's going to renew your mind. He's going to renew your soul. And it's, it's exciting. When, you know, you have that intimate relationship with the creator of the universe. And so um, uh, hopefully those those practical things can help some people get out of anything that they're dealing with, sin, um, specifically sin that they're choosing to do and they know it's wrong. That's when it gets bad because yeah. that's when you're low-key addicted to it. Um, but that yeah. those things can really start to help you just eliminating those temptations, getting closer with the Lord. And obviously just praying and declaring. Um, the Lord's blessing over your life and, and, and filling yourself with the Holy Spirit. Because the last thing, because I know we're hitting the top of the hour here too, is when I'm sinning, I'm opening up the door for the enemy to have dominion over that area of my life, right? So it's like tithing. Yeah. If I'm good on everything, but it's like, you know what? I, I like my money. I want to keep my money. Now... I'm choosing not to follow the scripture. I'm trying, I'm following to do it the, the, the world's way, my way. Now the enemy, I don't have the Lord's favor in my life. So if something happens to my financials, the, the enemy has control over that. Cause the thing is to understand too, is the enemy is a very, he, he, he's a second to the, the Lord. Like we're inferior even to the enemy. Right. And so if we do not have the Lord's favor, we're not praying, we don't have the Holy Spirit, we're going to lose the enemy 10 times out of 10. He, he's smarter than us. He can outwill us. But 
again, he's always inferior to what the Lord has for us and the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. And so, again, we want to close every door of disobedience in our life. So we eliminate any ground or dominion or authority that the enemy has in our life. And that's when the Lord can really start to move because that's another thing is there's a lot of Christians and, and I was one of these. And that's why I can talk about this is that they're living their own lifestyle and it's like, I'm going to church or maybe they're tithing and it's like, I'm still, they're still broke or, uh, you know, they, they're not receiving, they're not hearing the Lord's voice. So they're not seeing the Lord move in their life. It's because they still have aspects of their life that they haven't fully surrendered to the Lord. And if you ask yourself that, and if there's anything that you comes to your mind immediately, it's most likely that area of your life. And maybe it's, you, you know, you tithe, you're a good person, but, you know, you're living with your girlfriend and you're having sex before marriage. And again, those things are opening up the door for the enemy to come in and, and have the spiritual warfare upon you. And again, the Lord's going to have mercy on us and he has mercy on all of us. But again, the enemy can come into your life if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, you can, like you have the power to to heal like Jesus healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind. Like we have those, we can do that too, but we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to be walking in yeah. a very straight edge, obedient life because without it, you know, I could declare something and have no power because that Holy Spirit really actually isn't present because I'm actually sinning. Right. And so yeah, that's the last thing I just wanted to mention because, that's the reason why sin is so, you know, it just is a separation from the Lord. And that's how the enemy wants us to get further away from the Lord. But the Lord has our back every time. And it's a journey. It's a process. And that's why it's good to have accountability in your life to keep you on edge. Because when you do slip, because you will, they can pick you up and get you back on track. That's right. That's right. Hey, man, this is so good. I, I really am so grateful that you came on with us today, Tyler. Thank you for taking the time to jump on here and just really uh, touch people's hearts. And it's just, it's so good. I, um, I, I encourage you, if you don't know Tyler, go to the show notes, follow him, um, look, at, look, at, look at his other stuff that he does. He helps a lot of people all over the world. He's really cool. He's, <laughs> we've gotten a chance to get to know each other over the last couple of years and uh, he's such an encourager. And uh, really appreciate you, man. Hey, if you're new to Change Podcast, please give us a like. Please share this with someone if you think it can encourage them or help them. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks so much, Tyler. Smash that like button.